0: He's good! Ferris State wins the basketball game! you got it! Game winner! Rips the shot and it's a score for Ferris State! What a play right there by the
1: Bulldogs!
0: And so those are the kind of the guys I really wanted to model my mentality after.
2: When it's bad weather, it kind of comes down to grit. I think our team has a lot of that.
1: It's like you lose a game, like
2: it hurts so much.
1: Like we're very culture based, and so that's what initially got me here. You're listening to Behind the Bulldog on News Radio WBRN.
0: It's number nineteen here on Behind the Bulldogs. Brandon Worth, alongside Joe Nagy. What's up? Hello. Hey, how you doing? Great, man. Yeah, we're kind of life's good. It is good, isn't it? Life. Life is great. It is great. We have a great episode for you today. Here as we record this on Thursday, a little later in the week, but we wanted to save it because we have a really, really good interview for you guys. Justin Jackson works here at Ferris State. Oh, assistant track coach, works in compliance, works with student athlete success. Great interview. You're not going to want to miss it. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, but we also got some really nice wins to cover, Joe. I mean, all you can say two words: anchor. Down, yeah, two
2: thumbs up about that one. We love to see that for sure. It's gonna be a great episode. So let's just get right into it.
0: Let's do it. But first, got to give thanks where thanks are due. Big thanks to our sponsor, Car Center in Big Rapids, the area's largest body shop. Find Car Center off Northland Drive in Rogers Heights and online at carcentermi.com. Ferris State Sports recap. will start on the hardwood. Uh, obviously, wins against Davenport. We'll start there. Obviously, dominant wins. Men's and women's able to take care of the Panthers, um, but especially the one that everyone's talking about. Women's number nine in the country. Take down number one. Again, they Dang, the for Lakers. the second
2: time in the season. Yeah. Can you just say the best? I mean, they when are they going to give right? us number one? I mean, I feel like we got to jump up a pretty darn far amount after I mean, that.
0: Yeah, I think we moved up to seven, I want to say, or six, which might that's be. it. I think that's it right now. But unfortunately, that's it. But Man, I, mean, I get we've dropped like
2: one or two games here and there, but like. It's we could pretty, be a top could, five
0: team. Yeah, it's you could easily say you're a top five team. Oh, they have to be, right? I don't know. I'm not a part of the committee of the polls, but uh, all I can say is... The committee's a bunch of idiots is all I can say. Whoa, yeah, okay. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but seriously, Mallory McCartney, Caden Blanchard went off in that game, and they were especially, I mean, both Glack Player of the Week for a reason. They were key parts in that defense, especially, Joe, I thought played fantastic against Grand Valley. They limited their offense, and they were able to knock down shots at home in front of a packed house, and that's how they got the win. Yeah, they
2: really held them down too, especially for that three-point shooting from the Lakers is one that usually is one that kind of can win them a lot of games and it's a make or break spot, but able to hold them to five makes out of 22 shot attempts is really great to get that percentage down. And I think that's one thing too, that gave us a really solid amount of, um, Excuse me, a really solid amount of momentum because you also get the point where we get 27 off or defensive rebounds. You get eight on the offensive side, 35 in total. That's one that's going to be able to make it. It's that way you win games. We did tie in totals, but also, I mean, when you see the momentum of being able to put the ball in the basket, we shot 33% from three, getting 30 points from behind the, beyond the arc is just one thing where that momentum swing, especially, you know, being able to get the rebound and then bring it up and just being able to score after that and hold uh, their offense to pretty much stagnant for most of the time. I feel like going to be a big reason why this team is going to be really dangerous going into the later part of the season, into that postseason tournament, uh, especially seeing that GV is going to be a team we might be seeing uh, later on.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of dominance, of course, the men's on the other side. They end up getting the win over the Lakers as well in the doubleheader. 86-73, the final score. Close that half. A little closer than we would have liked. We knew Grand Grand Valley wasn't as strong as a team as we'd seen in a couple years past. But especially, I mean, you saw in the second half the offense pull away. A little scary. Might not have been in the stat sheet as dominant as some of the other players, but Jimmy Scholler played an absolutely heck of a ball game. I believe he finished with eight rebounds, five assists to lead the Bulldogs. He didn't necessarily score as many points defensively though. He was clutch. They made a lot of plays in that second half. Our mm-hmm. Bulldog offense did. They were able to throw down some dunks off of some turnovers and they were able to take care of the basketball much better in the second half and that made some efficient possessions and that's what made him score more points and that's what led him to win this ball game.
2: Yeah, Ethan Erickson too, five for nine from three, able to really hold it down. A lot of a lot better shooting, I would say, this game. Grand Valley too had the same kind of story as the women's game. They are three-point shooting, was pretty much abysmal. Four for twenty-four. That's not going to win you any games. And especially getting those rebounds is one thing that's going to be able to change the tides really well. Also a special shout out to Ben Davidson getting featured on the Grand Rapids Gold Instagram. Yes. Four did for you four. see that? That was I crazy. Did. I did. They called him Wendy's because he went four for four. It was kind of clean. Four for
0: four. I mean he might as well just get an NIL from Wendy's at this point. Pretty I mean. much. Come on, baby. Big ben. Rapids Wendy's hit him up. Ben, if you're listening to us, we got a spot for you. We want to hear the story on how are you a pick? We really but do. It's going to be great. But speaking of which, hockey was great as well. Get the sweep. Big time. So, so desperately needed needed against Lake State. needed that. 5-3 win at home. They win overtime in the Sioux offense was much, much better, and they made big plays down the stretch and in overtime, an absolutely brilliant goal to finish it off. Don't let the dogs get hot is all I can say. Uh, A little bit late, obviously, with the season going, uh,
2: but I think, especially looking at the points that we have now, if we do well in these next few uh, games and just kind of seeing if we can get some momentum, we'll see how it plays out. We have Augustana, but then we have uh, Bowling Green, Bemidji, and Northern. Not the easiest situation of teams that we got to play, but these are all must-win, at least splitting the the, uh, the series because big time wins over Bemidji, even Northern and Bowling Green will get us in a spot where we could possibly get to that uh, 7 or 6 spot of the standings in the CS- CCHA, excuse me, because uh, Tech is right now at 23, then there's a pretty big drop off between them and Northern Michigan who's next with 18, and then we're at last at 16. So if we can at least get 3 wins out of this next uh, next series of 3 uh, teams, then we'll be able to do pretty solid and not to mention we have Lake Superior State at the end of the season uh, but we're going to be in Augustana this weekend, so these games do not count, but
0: Momentum-wise, they're must wins. Absolutely, and especially in that new barn, it's going to be sweet. Also, yeah. shout out Travis Shawnee, defensive defenseman of the week once again Yay. defensive player of the week good I mean team. he's been fantastic but um, also finishing out Ferris State track and field uh, debuting after a uh, first cancellation um, what was supposed to be earlier on the week prior uh, get the first meet under their belt in the new year uh, at uh, at Saginaw Valley it was a really nice meet overall there Doug Hanson a lot of great performances across the board field yeah, athletes sure. sprints really had some very nice races distance as well had some standouts as well uh, really good overall effort from this team you can tell there's already the energy in the building um, and it's going to be an exciting indoor season especially coming up this weekend obviously we're going to have a big win at Bill Klinger but I think really the energy the chemistry has already I think it's got to be well known that it's improved already with this group from the last year so it's starting to improve um, and it's certainly just going to make this a much cool and looking forward to season upcoming from indoor track and field especially going into outdoor um, which we'll talk about here in just a minute uh, as we have assistant coach as well as compliance and student success coordinator Justin Jackson joining us. And boy, you guys are going to love this interview, Joe. So without further ado, let's shoot it on over to the interview.
2: Now joining us in studio is Justin Jackson. I'm not going to say your actual title because it's too long for me to, to, I can't even remember it at this point, but what's your actual title? Just to let people
1: know. Yeah. I'm the uh, compliance and student athlete success coordinator here. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you guys had some time to keep me here. It's absolutely.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And then you've obviously now, I believe you just mentioned eight months now you've officially been here. I mean, Coming from Florida, coming from Ohio, how's it been here in Michigan so far?
1: Not bad, man. You know, um, I'm f- I'm from a big city. You know, uh, growing up in Miami was was quite an experience, and I had a really good time doing that, and um, got a cool opportunity to run track in uh, Nova Southeastern University in, in Fort Lauderdale. So, uh, was really accustomed to the way that the the weather was down there. But um, Ohio, I would say, gave me a small prep for what what was gonna what was gonna come. But um, I've I liked my time here. You know, Big Rapids is a really interesting town that has a a lot of love for for this universe. Um, and it's cool to be a part of that and see how we can kind of affect the community um, in a positive way. And obviously, you know, if we're winning, it's obvi- it's always positive. If we're not, then, you know, we got answers answer to some people. But um, yeah, it's been cool. I've really enjoyed it. And I, I really like, you know, being a bulldog right now. This is it's a it's a cool time. For absolutely. sure.
2: Yeah. How has that journey been, you know, going from Florida, then Ohio then Michigan? What kind of steps were in place for you to take to get to where you are now and just kind of talk us through that journey, uh, like just kind of going from step by step?
1: Yeah. So, um, I ran, uh, the 400, 200 I did triple jump, long jump and high jump, uh, when I was in undergrad and it was cool. You know, I, I think, you know, track gave me a really cool opportunity to do something special in college. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And and being a collegiate athlete kind of opened my mind to working in that space. Uh, my mom works at the University of Miami and has for some time now, and I think seeing her do what she does uh, within student development kind of sparked that fire within me and and uh, got to do some cool stuff at NOVA while I was there um, in the student development space uh, working with SAC. So was in that area and, and thought, hey, this could be a cool career. So I uh, went to Ohio University. Uh, to get a dual masters in sports administration and business administration, uh, which is a really, really great program. Um, you know, I'll, I'll always, always be a Bobcat uh, with, with, with the way that we got to do stuff and the things that we got to do. So, um, that was really cool. And um, I think I, I have one of the interesting and rare stories of getting a job off of a. A job search board. Um, it doesn't happen very often in collegiate athletics because a lot of the times when people post jobs, they already know who they want to hire for them. Right. Um, but Ferris being in such an interesting position of trying to be innovative and get young people in in this department and kind of change how they want to do things has um, kind of led the way for for some of us to do those things. And I was lucky enough to be one of them. So. Um, yeah, found the job on NCA Marketplace and just applied well, during my time of just trying to throw out a bunch of applications and getting rejected by big schools. Um, Cause not a lot of big places want a 24 year old to come in and change some things up. But um, yeah, so I had a really great interview um, over Zoom and then came up here um, and we just kind of walked through what those decisions were gonna be and, and how that role uh, would shape out and what kind of things I was gonna do. Um, and within that time, I got an opportunity to uh, talk about what the track situation was looking, looking like and they needed to sprint coach. And, um, you know, I kind of fit the bill. So it was it was a cool kind of coincidental situation of getting to find myself in a position to make change within our department and and really affect our student athletes in a positive way, but also uh, give a new experience to, to our track athletes as well.
0: For sure. And obviously you work with compliance one and then student success with the student athlete advisory committee. And then you're also a coach at the same time. I'm sure everybody's wondering how in the world do you fit that all in one day?
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting balance of schedule. Um, I think it's, it's really about prioritizing, right. Um, with compliance, it's all very circumstantial, right? So there are times of the year that are really busy, um, our signing days, you know, things in the summer, trying to get scholarships together and making sure all, all of our athletes have what they need before they get here. But, um, you know, just making sure that we're doing what is important at the at the time. So whether it's you know certification at the beginning of the year, or beginning of a semester, um, or if it's getting community service hours in on the student development piece, um, or if it's practice, you know. So it's it's really just about making sure I'm doing what the the group needs for me or from me and uh making sure that we get that stuff done. So communication is a really big part of it. Um luckily for me, I don't have to do all of it every day. Like some of it, some days are compliance heavy, some days are um student development heavy. But uh I've been able to kind of find a good balance just kind of doing stuff with with Sarah Higley, my boss, and, and uh, you know, Steve has been phenomenal in in allowing me to grow and and, and do what I need to do in the space just to just to make it work and and have all my my schedules kind of align in a way that works best for me. So it is It is a balance of time management, but at the same time, just prioritization is is huge.
2: And you mentioned being from Miami, and then now coming to Big Rapids, the biggest difference is the size. What have you enjoyed so far about living in small town USA when compared to from where you're from and stuff like that?
1: Dude, it takes three seconds to get anywhere. That's that's (laughs) gotta be the best, right? Like I live like maybe eight minutes from here, and most days it takes me five. Right. So um, in the summer, when a lot of people aren't here, it takes even less time, but um, it's, it's really interesting. Like everything is exactly as far as you think it is. Like if something is 15 miles away, you'd be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. But in Miami, it's a whole different ballgame. Like my high school was, I think like six and a half miles from my house. It took me 35 minutes to get there every day. Jeez. So it's just like, that, that I think is, is the biggest advantage. Um, and everyone's a lot nicer. Everyone's a lot nicer here. Like it's just, there's a, a community feel and like everybody's just kind of looking out for one another. Uh, Miami is a little, little dog eat dog and, and you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's interesting, but you know, I, I think being a part of that space has kind of built um, a nice callus of, of not really worrying about too many things on a day-to-day basis and kind of just letting things roll off your shoulder, which, you know, in, in a small town, I think that that's super helpful because, you know, there's there's not as many obstacles that roll in on a day-to-day basis that, that could, you know, throw off my day in any, any way, shape, or form. But I, I do think that the small town, I, I understand why people like being over here and being in this small area for sure.
0: Absolutely. And uh, for really kind of backing up, obviously some of our listeners don't necessarily have the background in athletics. Compliance, what does that necessarily mean as well as how it correlates with student-athlete success? And really, how do you help with the Bulldog athletes in that regard?
1: Certainly, yeah. So compliance is really all of the management and oversight of the NCAA rules um, and making sure that our coaches, staff and student athletes are abiding by those rules um, and also providing proper education within those spaces because there's a lot of them, you know, there's a bunch of bylaws and things and jargon that sounds very legal and I have very little background in that. Um, but I think that, you know, the more you get accustomed to it and the more you read and the more you find yourself in, in random situations, um, you learn a lot really quickly. So, so that's, that's in a nutshell, what compliance is and, and, and how it works. And it ties in nicely to student development because I kind of get every side of what the student athlete experience looks like now. Um, being a student athlete, it doesn't really affect you as much until you find yourself in a negative situation when it comes to compliance. Um, but I think being able to look at it from the lens of student athlete development, has been really cool because now I get to look at the rule book as an opportunity to help, rather than um, kind of create guidelines for our department, right? Like I get to look at stuff and say, "Well, the rules say this, but let's let's see what we can do with this. How can we leverage this to our advantage um, and make sure that we are within these lines?" But kind of operating more in a gray rather than a black and white. Um, but I think a big thing with compliance is like operating in the in the black and white because we have to kind of keep some things in check. There's a lot of stuff in there that says that this is permissible, this isn't permissible, and, and there isn't a lot of room in some of those spaces. Um, but I think a big thing that me and Sarah like to do is focus on what can we do to leverage this for our student athletes and, and make sure that we get in the best experience possible. Um, but yeah, compliance has always had kind of like a darker or tough uh, connotation with it just because that we're the ones that got to send in violations. We're the ones that got to make sure that everybody's doing what they got to do. And, and anytime that you're in in that role it's easy to be perceived as the bad guy but you know at the at the end of the day like I I really enjoy being a part of that space because I think we get to do really cool stuff whenever we get the opportunity to do so Um, and I get to talk to some cool people as well.
0: Absolutely and there's one gripe that I have obviously with what you guys kind of do as a cross-country athlete I think the most commonly signed form that I've ever done is concussion forms. Why do we have to sign so many concussion forms? You can blame football
1: and hockey for that. Okay, I 110%. just want to make sure. It's just an umbrella there. <laughs> yeah, just making sure we're, we're covering our bases. You know, it's, it's important that we we kind of make sure everyone gets the same information. But yeah, there, there are a lot of forms, you know, like our, our uh, meetings at the beginning of the year always get long. We got like, I think it's 14 forms for returners, like 17 forms for for new athletes. It's it's a lot. Um, it's always good to knock out at the beginning of a year, but it's it it can be taxing and it's it's tough. It, but, you know, it's one of those things, you know, cover the department, make sure we're doing all the things that we got to do.
2: For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, making sure you're following all the rules. Then now a track season coming up. I mean, when you get a chance to kind of kick back and relax even before this kind of busy season starts, what do you find yourself doing when you maybe got a Saturday free or something like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like most people that work in athletics, I'm a big sports guy. So, you know, it, when, when we're in season for, for you know, the NFL or NCAA football, um, I'm always up on that. Uh, I'm a huge Heat fan. Um, my, my dad works for the Miami Heat. So it's kind of been a big part of our life. Um, so I'm, I'm watching Heat games, uh, whether, you know, they're weekday games or, or on the weekends, but um, outside of the sports space, um, big anime guy just got into it maybe like about a year ago. Okay. Um, my brother introduced me and I think like I just love the storytelling and, and and a lot of the animation is cool. So um, get into that. Do some some very mediocre gaming here and there. Um, I'm terrible at Madden, so I hope no one tries to challenge me at that. Um, <laughs> but I can I can give people some work in Mortal Kombat. We can do that. Uh, uh-huh. that, that I got some skills in. What uh, what anime is you rocking with? Like Hunter Hunter, like Attack on Titan. What are you doing? Yeah. So I I got a I got a quick like list from one of my friends in undergrad of like here's your starter animes. Like these are you know suck you in. Like this is like. Like the stuff that'll really get you going. And I was like, okay, you know, like, let's see. Uh, started with Hunter Hunter, loved it. Um, I just finished Demon Slayer like two weeks ago, love it. Um, I'm really up on these like characters that are all about just like, figuring it out. Like no matter what the yeah. situation is. Um, like like Gone and Tondro are like my guys. It's just like they, they kind of embody like the the spirit that I think I've had for a long time. Like I was never like the best athlete. Um I I was never like the naturally talented kid. Um but through a lot of hard work I ended up being in the space that I was and, and am now. And um I think the stories of that have always resonated with me the most and being able to see them in a space of like, you know, fantasy and, and these these people with with abilities and powers and stuff like that it just kind of amplifies the story in a really cool way um so i I've, i really like those two uh, attack on titan i'm like halfway through i it just ended right like didn't did they just wrap it up like
2: i think when season four right now yeah i think that? i
1: think it's wrapping up i think it's done now i, I can't remember but I, I think it's done now but um my brother finished that um and then uh for for the older crowd um there's a new one that came out on netflix it's definitely definitely all rated. So I just want to put that disclaimer out sure, for sure. Um, it's called the blue eyed samurai and it's a phenomenal story. It's, it's like about this, uh, female samurai in like 1688, Japan, where like, it was like outlawed for anyone who wasn't Japanese to be in Japan. And she was, a, I think a, a child of, of, a, of a white man that was in there and, and is like shunned by the community. And she's just like on a, on a path of revenge. And it's just like, She just went and trained and did all of her training by herself, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool story, but I I do, I, I, it's very important that I emphasize that this is not something children should be in this space of watching. (laughs) If you are the faint of heart especially in the gore space you also shouldn't watch it so i I wanted to make sure that that, solid disclaimer solid
2: disclaimer yeah yeah
1: absolutely so yeah
0: make sure everyone knows what (laughs) what the story looks like duly noted duly noted but before we obviously go we'll touch on the track part a little bit obviously in season indoor outdoor coming around the corner as well just from your group obviously sprints and jumps i mean really how much are you looking forward to the rest of this indoor season especially going in outdoor with the group you got
1: yeah i'm pumped i'm pumped and and you know you can tell. I mean, you you can tell. You're you're at the meets with me, man. Like I I eat, sleep, and breathe track and field. Man. Energy so, guy, big time. Yeah, I I love it, man. Like just Vibe guy. Any way that we can get people pumped up and ready to go is 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 what my mo is. And um, we've had a lot of really cool things happen so far, and we've had, well, we're a little past halfway slash halfway. And, you know, we've had some really big PRs. Um, We got some guys and girls in some really, really good positions. Um, Everyone ran really well last week. Um, I'm really excited, looking forward to tomorrow or Friday. and, And I think... We, we're in a position to do some things that people aren't really expecting from Ferris. You know, I, we've had some struggles in the in the sprint and jump space in the past. And um, I think filling that void from a coaching perspective has been really helpful for some of these guys and girls in this group. Um, but I, I mean, I, there's there's a lot of good things to say about this group and, and what we got going. You know, the energy is good. Uh, coach is bought in. Um, I feel like everybody in every group is really bought in. And last week, one thing I said to coach was, it really felt like everybody wanted to win. And and that's a feeling that's really nice to have on a track team because that, that thought process is so rare because you win so rarely, right? So uh, being able to feel that energy and kind of push that along through the team, whether that's through supporting each other um, in our events, making sure everyone knows what everyone's running and, and how we're doing things and, and why we're doing things, um, you know, anything that I can do to kind of get them in that space is, is what is big for me. And I'm, I'm even more pumped for outdoor, you know, every, everybody runs faster outside than they do inside. So uh, we got some really, really good times. We got some kids blazing right now, but um, I'm excited for what the future looks like. And, and I think that we're, we're going to be in a really, really good space
0: for sure.
2: Absolutely. And Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Last question for you. We ask everybody,
1: what's been your favorite thing about being a Ferris State Bulldog? I think it's the amount that everybody hates GV. (laughs) I think I was not prepared to come into a, a... an area that had a rivalry that was that strong, especially considering it being a D2 school and like me being a, D, a D2 athlete at the same time, like we didn't have that. Like, I didn't have like a rival, you know. My school certainly didn't have one. We tried to pretend that like Barry was our rival mm-hmm. just because they were in in the same area, but like I haven't really felt that before. And I got an opportunity to go to the football game that was at GV, both of them, and it, I was at the basketball game, um, this past weekend, and it, like just that energy is phenomenal. So, um, obviously there, there's, there's some bad blood. There's a little bit of respect there in, in the fact that it's been going on for so long. Um, but being a part of an environment that, that can get so hype, so intense, so fun, so quickly, um, has been super cool. And, and it's, it's cool to be a part of that. And, you know, n- not being from this area, I don't necessarily have that. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, you know, is it, is, is, should I really feel this way? Should I be doing it? But the, you know, the, the energy has been pumped into me over the last eight months. And and I think that um, it's really cool to be a part of something like that. And, um, you know, in in certain circumstances, being on the right side of that has been really, really, really fun. Absolutely. Well,
0: Justin, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we wish you the best of luck this weekend. Yeah, thanks, guys. Before we go, we'll hit you with a quick Fair Stage Sports slate. Joe, start us off with Thursday.
2: Yeah, for sure. Women's basketball is going to be tipping off against Wayne State, 5.30 p.m. Men's basketball right after 7.30 p.m. against the Warriors.
0: Yes, Friday, indoor track and field. Bill Klinger Classic at Grand Valley starts at noon. Hockey at the New Barn over in Augustana in South Dakota. 8.07 puck drop there from South Dakota. Massive play to sports happening on Saturday. Women's basketball is going to be against
2: Saginaw Valley State. One o'clock tip off. Men's basketball immediately after that one at three o'clock. And then men's ice hockey is wrapping up the doubleheader against Augustana in their brand new barn. 707 puck drop.
0: Yes. And Sunday to finish it all out, women's tennis traveling to face the Eagles of Eastern Michigan University. Two o'clock first serve there from Ipsy. But that's going to do it until next time. Take care, everybody.